This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 19 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Check this out. If you are not a United States resident and you don't mind using MT5 or you prefer MT5, you can now go sign up for the world's best broker with the best customer service and not only trade Forex, not only trade precious metals, but now trade the top 50 United States stocks and 10 different cryptocurrencies. The world's best just got better. So take that incredible algorithm you put together, switch over to Blueberry Markets, and start taking over the world. All the information, including which cryptocurrencies I'm referring to, and all of the countries that are still not allowed to trade on Blueberry Markets, you're going to want to know that. Go to the blog. I have the link down below. Check out all the specs, and at the very bottom of the blog is the link you need to click on to sign up. Join the hundreds of extremely satisfied, no-nonsense Forex traders who are now even more satisfied because they have a lot more to trade and get started now. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I don't know if you've noticed, um, I assume most of you have, I assume most of you who like this podcast also like keeping in touch with uh, financial news all over the world, and almost every single week there is at least one commodity, sometimes two, but at least one that just absolutely takes off. Two weeks ago, I think it was cotton. Um, this week, if I recall correctly, it was zinc. And ever since lumber started to do this last year, we haven't really experienced anything like this. But now we're experiencing it every week. And yes, contrarians, once again, we called it. After years of a depressed market, commodities are booming. Now, the problem is we never know which one. And because of that, even though we've been right this whole time when everybody thought we were crazy, we're still not participating in any gains. We're just sitting there watching them happen. It's brutal. There's nothing worse than being right and not being able to make any money off of it. Either because we were just inactive, which there's no excuse for, or, you know, like me and like a lot of people, I'm sure, you know, do you have 20 tranches lying around just getting ready to fire on every single commodity and every single position you want to enter? You know, I don't. You know, I would love to have a position in, you know, all of the precious metals and all of the energy fuels and all of the base metals and battery metals and fertilizer and beanie babies and tungsten cubes and everything. I would like nothing more than have a full position on everything I just talked about. Zinc was going to be a podcast episode. <laughs> it probably still is. We just don't have that added bonus of getting a super deep discount on it. Um, but that's okay. We know here there are two ways to enter a long-term buy and hold investment. And that is through a very deep discount or through intelligently FOMOing in. So I'm not too worried about that. It was just kind of a bummer because I did have that queued up as kind of like one of my next five episodes probably. Um, but this is going to happen a lot, I feel. Uh, because as we also predicted here, the world has gone absolutely crazy. <laughs> I said it a long time ago, and we in the 2020s, we will pay for the excesses of the 2010s. And we are currently experiencing things we have never experienced in our lifetime. And none of these things are particularly good. You know, the world is running out of things at a very fast rate. And to make matters worse, our distribution channels are all messed up. 
So what little we do have, we can't even get it to where it needs to go in a timely manner. Demand up, supply down. You know what that means. Price go up and price go up fast. Now, I told you guys a long time ago, if you don't like ETFs, you should not be subscribing to these podcasts because, especially in a situation like this, for example, they're perfect. There are broad-based commodities ETFs out there that allow us to participate in anywhere from about 14 to 27 commodities at a time. I really wish I would have used this strategy sooner to go ahead and buy one of these and then go more narrow as I went along. And with ETFs, you can go as broad or as narrow as you want. You know, you can take it the next step up and have just energy ETFs or metals ETFs or agriculture ETFs if you want to narrow down that commodities field. But why not have them all? Uh, But I'm currently deeply invested in what I already have going. Uh, But for many of you, you're just starting this journey. So this is a wonderful place to start. Uh, Because like me, you are probably bullish on a lot of these things too. And what better way to get a piece of the action and participate in these gains, regardless of which commodity goes up? We already know most of them are going to. And we also know we don't have enough money to invest in every single one of them. At least not individually. But that doesn't mean we cannot participate in a little bit of those gains every time something like this happens. And that's why I'm very excited to bring this episode to you. For starters, broad-based commodities ETFs are very popular for individuals and funds as well. Because do you think your financial advisor knows really anything about commodities? I would bet they don't. I would bet anybody who listens to this podcast knows a lot more than they do. So you can be pretty certain they're not going to put their clients' money into individual commodities. You know, maybe gold just because, maybe oil just because. But through the use of these particular ETFs, the broad-based ones, they can just simply allocate some of their clients' money over here and be completely covered. Uh, Because what they do know is commodities are a great hedge. The good financial advisors are doing this. The good fund managers are doing this. The ones who are still going to be around once everything falls apart and the washout occurs are doing this. And even the mediocre and bad ones are going to eventually do this. They're just going to do it when it's too late. Yeah, so it's not like we're in some little niche market here. These suckers got liquidity. And when it comes to ETFs, we like that. Now, when it comes to which one is right for you, uh, good news, bad news, bad news. There are lots of them, and they are quite complex. Good news is, is I have done a lot of the work for you. And guess where I listed my findings? Any guesses? That's right, on the nonsenseforex.com blog, which I will link down below for you. I have my own criteria, which may not be your criteria, but at least it gives you kind of a jumping off point. Um, I will say I was only able to do U.S. ETFs. Um, I always try to be cognizant of our friends in the U.K. and Australia and people who have access to those markets as well. Um, And because when I research ETFs, I like to actually make phone calls, and it's hard to do already when I'm in the United States. I'm not in the United States right now, blah, blah, blah. So I did some deep research, but only on a handful of United States-based ETFs. Again, if any of you can provide some extra information on broad-based commodities ETFs in some of these other markets, go to YouTube. If you don't already know, uh, this podcast is broadcast on YouTube. Go to the comments section and list them. And if you can provide any other information about them, like what exchange they're on, what commodities they have in them, anything, 
Help the community out. Some weeks you guys are great with this. Some weeks when I ask, I get absolutely nothing. And trust me, if I wasn't so busy, I would do a lot more than I already do. Um, But this was a really labor-intensive and research-intensive podcast as it was. Um, So go to the blog and check out what I have for you there. And then you can use my research as kind of a guidepost to take you even further if that's where you want to go. Because if you don't do any research, you really don't know what you're going to end up with. You know, some of these ETFs are very heavily weighted on oil. Do you want that? Do you not want that? You know, it all depends. Some of these ETFs are actively managed, which means you have a fund manager going in there all the time and switching things around. This can be very good. This can be very bad. Just all depends on how you look at things. You know, some have certain commodities, some don't. You know, let's say you're really high on uh, natural gas. Now, you think this whole natural gas situation is just going to get worse and worse. Well, not all of these broad-based commodities ETFs have natural gas. So you really got to do some work here. Um, Now, for something you're going to hold for a long time, I don't think this is really a whole lot of work. But it's more work than you would normally have to put in. Uh, So I tried to do some of it for you. Uh, So please make sure you check that out. Also on the blog, I have an excellent podcast interview from Palisades Radio this week, pretty much reaffirming everything we've been talking about on this episode. You know, if you really want to hear from a real energy and commodities expert, like that's all he does, and listen to him kind of lay out what to expect and how to profit off of it, I got that on there too. I also have a pretty grim outlook that I don't always like to talk about um, in open media. Uh, You will find that on the blog as well. So many reasons to go there this week. Uh, Again, I will link that down below. And something else I'm going to link below. There might be some people out there right now getting all pouty because commodities have taken off and you might have felt like the train left without you. Uh, Well, don't feel that way. You guys in the past, especially followers of the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, have seen me post the Bloomberg Commodities Index and just exactly where we are in the overall cycle. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to put that link down below in the show notes as well. Um, When you click on it, go to the chart and you're going to find the time frames. So you're going to see like one day, one week, two years, 10 years. You want to click on the all button. That's going to give you a 20-year view. And what you are going to find is even though commodities have been going absolutely crazy the last month, two months, five months, in the grand scheme of things, we are still very, very early. It is still quite low. You also see it peaked somewhere back during the global financial crisis uh, right around 2007. Uh, Not really during, but right before. And uh, I don't know if you were alive back then or if you were grown back then. I was. And I remember it. You know, I remember the year 2007 pretty well. I know where I was. I know what I was doing. But I don't remember any crazy shortages on anything. Like maybe we had high gas prices. Uh, But I know for a fact all of the crazy shortages on all these commodities like we're having right now was not happening back then when the Bloomberg Commodity Index was at its absolute highest peak. So, you know, I don't make future price predictions at all. Sucker move. Um, But I will say that I feel like there's a good chance we could eclipse those highs in this decade for sure, and likely in the early part of it. So even though nothing you hear on this podcast is actual financial advice, 
If you have not participated in this commodities run at all, you may want to start. And I have just given you, in my opinion, one of the best ways to do that. Because ever since about 2016, there have been a lot of very smart people talking about how this day was coming. And you've been hearing it on this channel since about 2019. And as is often the case, it turns out we weren't crazy. We were just early.